Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland. And I'm Amy Keller. And, and this, we're in person. <laughs> we're both vaccinated yay. fully. We're having an adult beverage to celebrate. Yes. <laughs> Doing this in person. This is awesome. I know. I'm so excited to have you in the same room with me. It's been over a year. Way, yeah. Yeah. Way too long. <laughs> so to celebrate coming back, Yes. We went to you on our social media to get suggestions of what you want to hear about with dietary supplements. This actually started as a suggestion from my Facebook page to cover this. Yeah. And while we've covered dietary supplements in a previous podcast like two years ago, we thought it was best to bring this topic back and focus on some specific things. But today we want to stay general. Yes. And we want to talk about general multivitamin and mineral supplements. Who needs one? Who doesn't? Right. And whether this is something that you should consider for your own life or is food enough? So we're right. going to get into that. So Yeah, so we've got some great questions about that. And then we've got some specific questions that we'll address in the future. So if you asked questions about vitamin D or yeah. collagen yes. or protein supplements. We have not forgotten you. We have not forgotten you. We will get to that. Yes. So welcome back. To Welcome. the live <laughs> Secret With- Life of Dietitians. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. So, dietary supplements. Let's see, you found some really kind of interesting statistics that I, I thought we could start with. I did. So the dietary supplement industry, and this includes vitamins and minerals, which we're going to talk about specifically today, is not a small industry. No. In 2017, it was a 36.1 billion, with a B, industry. And worldwide, 278 billion, expected to be 278 billion by 2024. Wow. Which is just around the corner. About half of all Americans take vitamins regularly. And in this particular survey, they asked, do you think it's a good idea to take a vitamin and mineral supplement? And in this survey, 90% of the general public thought that taking vitamins was a good idea. However, in the same survey, 80% recognized that vitamins do not replace a healthful diet. Interesting. And like I said, in a 2016 study, 52% of the population takes some form of supplementation. Okay, so half the population's taking a supplement. Yes. 90% of us think it's a good idea. A good idea, and but 80% also agree that it might not be necessary. So this is kind of the one like marketing getting ahead of science, in my opinion. Okay. Because If you think about it, you go to any drugstore or any big box store Mm -hmm. and you go down that supplement aisle, it is, um, you can spend a bit there. You can spend a while looking around and you can spend a bit of money in that aisle. Right. I Um, guess. And you see it. So you feel like, well, it must be a thing. Right. And you might talk to friends or family who are taking particular vitamins and minerals. And I will tell you, up until about a year ago... I was taking a multivitamin, and when I thought about why I was taking a multivitamin, I had no good answer. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat, and I did the same thing. The (laughs) the only time I would take a multivitamin now is if I'm getting ready to give blood. I Uh take a multivitamin with iron for about a week, 
okay. to make sure I pass the screening right. at the blood drive. Uh-huh. And then sometimes I'll take it a couple days afterwards just to build things up again. Yeah. But that's it. Okay. And I have saved tremendous money. Yeah. <laughs> by so, taking those out of my pill case. That's interesting. I personally go the route of making sure I have red meat that week. <laughs> yes. And that's another option. <laughs> so, and then I'll have red meat after that week. And it's a, kind of a treat because I try not to do it too often. Right. Yeah. So interesting. That, and you and I took a different approach with that. that you increased did. You increased your red meat consumption. Right. With, you know, with, I'm sure, a good vitamin C source with yep. it to help yeah, the absorption. Absolutely. And I chose to take a dietary supplement. Yeah. Hmm. You know, yeah. we just took a, a, right. a different approach. I'm not sure which one was most effective. I right. wouldn't really right. have no way to figure that out. Right. But if dietary yeah. supplements are really popular... And specifically vitamins and minerals. And believe us, you blew us up on social media asking (laughs) questions about, in particular, specific vitamins and minerals and some even dietary supplements, like you mentioned collagen, which we're going to cover in a future podcast. They're popular, but are they necessary? Right. And are there myths around dietary supplements that we need to unpack in a first episode? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, there are. So we have 10 myths we want to share with you. All right. Number one, nutrient supplements can make up for my poor food choices. So you tell us why you took a dietary supplement. Because you mentioned it being what? An insurance policy. Yes. Yes. For me in the past, I was taking it just as an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. But... The reality is, as a dietitian, I kind of knew I was doing pretty good with the fruits and vegetables and the balanced diet, and there really wasn't a a reason for me to be taking it. And this was one of the questions we got was, they were asking about the, the vitamins in supplements, but then the vitamins that are in food, and how does that, you know, what is that relationship there? So... I think it's interesting, you know, really no supplement's going to make up for poor food choices. Right. And, you know, they, the supplements, yeah, are going to give you some vitamins and minerals, but they're not the substances in food. And what we know, what we are learning all the time is those other substances that mm-hmm. are in food right. may be important and right. maybe things that kind of go along with those vitamins and minerals that are right. beneficial to the body. Right. So if you think about it, you know, for example, you know, yes, there's vitamin C in oranges and there's vitamin C in cherries and there's vitamin C in so many things. Right. But is there, is that the same as popping a vitamin C in the morning? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Right. Because there's other things in that orange. You know, fiber is the mm-hmm. first one I think about. Uh-huh. But there are probably a number of other compounds that we haven't even put names to yet. Right. That are in that particular food that you would not find right. in a bottle. We've started identifying what we call phytonutrients. And right. There's so many of them, and we don't understand how they work in the body, and we don't understand how much or any of that. So we're still learning. Right. (laughs) So, you know, we'll get into specific populations that may benefit from a multivitamin, multimineral supplement a little bit later in the podcast today. And there are some specific symptoms or situations. Mm -hmm. But in general, it does not replace healthy eating. No. And most studies that they've done looking at the vitamin isolated from a food 
versus that very diet, we're not seeing right. a benefit. And so I think that's fascinating. And then, yeah, yeah, generally, you're just not going to need a supplement if you're eating a, if you're eating pretty well and smartly. So this is a good time to maybe talk a little bit about those recommended daily dietary allowances that you see so much. Yeah. So you give your best summary of the RDAs for listeners. Okay. So the RDAs are set at a level to meet the highest population's need for 97% of that nutrient. Right. So... Let me, so the best way to describe it is when you're pregnant, you have an increased amount of folate that you might need. Or so, when you're getting ready to, when you think about having, get, having a baby or when you are pregnant. Right. So you have an increased need for folate. The RDA is actually for folate is set at meeting that highest population's need. So right. it looks at a pregnant woman is going to have the highest need of folate. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they set the RDA at. We're not pregnant. Right. So when we consume a vitamin that has folate in it at 100% of the daily value, that's exceeding my needs because right. I'm not pregnant. Right. And if I was pregnant, it would be meeting my needs. Right. The other thing to remember about RDAs is that you do not need, as an individual person, if you are not hitting the RDA of a specific vitamin or mineral every day of your life, that does not make you an unhealthy person. Right. It does not make your diet unhealthy. Right. You know, you might have, if you ever did a diet analysis on yourself, and I've, I've done this with menu analysis sometimes for different organizations, and I'll see, well, they're only meeting vitamin E like four days a week. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay because vitamin E is fat-soluble. Right. And you're unlikely to have a deficiency of it if you're not hitting that RDA three other days of the week. Right. Because the other days, and in that case, it's a fat soluble. So right. like you said, you could store it. And on those other days, you're getting probably over 100%. Right. So now, now, to be fair, sometimes I'll make a suggestion on a menu like that saying, well, you know, you don't have any protein at breakfast, but if you put some peanut butter with breakfast, you right. can help meet your vitamin E needs. Yeah. Really simple. Not take a vitamin E supplement, but put some peanut butter with your breakfast, which is going to be good for you anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, we see this a lot with supplements. When you pick up a bottle of supplement, it might say it meets 200% of the daily value or Mm -hmm. 1,000% of the daily value. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. And... It's just not necessary. Right. You're wasting your money. Right. So you're wasting your money because if it's a water-soluble vitamin, your body will eliminate it Mm -hmm. into your toilet. (laughs) If it's a fat-soluble vitamin, then we might have some concerns. Mm -hmm. So you can actually develop a toxicity to a supplement if it's above 100% of the RDA. Right. So... Please, please, please just focus on if you're going to get a supplement, a multivitamin, whatever it is, you don't need anything more than 100% of the daily value. Perfect. All right. What's the next myth? All right. Taking supplements can prevent, treat, or cure diseases. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, you know, there are specific ones. For example, if you have scurvy... 
Vitamin C will help you. <laughs> this I is mean, true. Most, okay. Most but that's gonna, not right, like a like, chronic a, disease that we're... It's not a thing. Yeah, we're not seeing If that. you have rickets, you know, <laughs> if you're a child with rickets, which could, mm-hmm. could happen if you're malabsorbing vitamin D, right. it could treat your rickets. That's true. That's, that's true. That's about where it ends. Meta-analysis of vitamins have not worked out in terms of preventing vascular disease. And I'll post show notes, uh, links to articles about this okay. in our show notes. Brain health yeah. hasn't panned out. Mm-mm. You know, cancer prevention hasn't, hasn't panned out. Right. As much as I would love to say, if you take right. this vitamin, you're not going to get cancer. Right. I that know. is not the case. It's not, it's unfortunately. Not yep. Some antioxidants can be protective, like you mentioned. But a lot of people also talk about vitamin C when they have a cold or the flu. Right. And we have not been able to show that that, it may help reduce symptoms, but there's no benefit to... I mean, I'm seeing some of this clinically with COVID, um, Mm -hmm. where people who are hospitalized sometimes are prescribed zinc, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Research is really mixed on that. And we'll yeah. talk about that in a future podcast. Um, yeah. But it seems to be kind of like a, a COVID vitamin mineral cocktail they will prescribe to patients. Right. And I suppose in some ways it may not hurt the patient yeah. to have an, an additional immune support. But again, in terms of, you know, and a lot of these patients are so sick they can't eat. Right. So, so in that situation, there may be some benefit to it. That's the thing. If you're not getting the basic nutrients that you need, mm-hmm. no amount of supplement is going to help you. Exactly. Yep. All right. How about nutrient supplements boost my energy? So the big one I see associated with this is B-complex. Yep. How about B- you? I hear B-complex all the time. People right. will say, I started taking that and I have so much more energy. And so... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm glad you feel that way. Right. But, you know, the research shows us that that's just not... Again, it, you don't get energy from supplements. Right. You only get energy from carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Right. And so the B vitamins, though, the interesting thing is those actually help you process energy in the body. Right. So... It could be that some people are just not getting enough fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. and maybe, or grains or green grains and they need a little bit of more B vitamins in their diet. I would still always recommend you're getting it from food right versus the supplement. But that's where that multivitamin for insurance mm-hmm. might be a good thing. Right. But to consume a B complex supplement Mm -hmm. is probably not necessary. I would just do a multivitamin. Yeah, you're probably making expensive urine. Exactly, because a lot of those B-complex supplements that I've seen have like a thousand percent of your B vitamins, and they're water-soluble vitamins. So, but like you said, you're making expensive urine. Awesome. Okay. If it's herbal, it's not harmful. Well, I could do a whole whole lecture on this and i have Um, so herbal does not equal safe natural does not equal safe snake bites totally natural arsenic also natural not safe right (laughs) right so yeah safety and natural 
have there's a lot of natural stuff in this world you should not eat right <laughs> yeah it's just not a thing <laughs> so that's a good yeah. point so yep. herbal and the other thing to remember is we're going to talk about this in, in future podcasts herbal supplements the, the regulation of them is not it's right. not the, a thing you're you're not when you are buying an herbal supplement Mm-hmm. There is no guarantee of safety. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if we all remember back to Herbalife uh-huh. and Ephedra um, right. that was found in supplements like that, it took killing people right. with Ephedra to, to say... see that removed from the market. Right. So just be very wary of herbal supplements mm-hmm. because, again, just because it seems natural does not mean that there's safety implied. Right. And, and the other problem there is that it's not, like you mentioned, it's not regulated. So what's in that pill may or not, may not be what it says it is. Yes. And so, and then on top of that, it's just, there are interactions that can occur with herbal supplements with medications. St. John's Word is probably the most famous yep. for interactions. It can interfere with your birth control. Uh-huh. It can interfere with antibiotics and antivirals, uh-huh. which are important. And so be aware, St. John's Word is one of those that if you are taking it, that you disclose that to your physician. Um, that's not one you should take on the side or in secret. You should disclose that to your visit- physician because... It absolutely could affect your prescriptions. And I would argue if you are taking any, even if you're taking a multivitamin for women, (laughs) you know, I would tell your doctor, Mm -hmm. you should always tell your doctor any kind of supplements that you are taking and consuming. They need to know to understand that as they're prescribing medication to you or considering treatments. Well, and there are multivitamins for women that have extra stuff added mm-hmm. that are not vitamins and minerals. Right. right. And, you know, I see this with men's supplements. I see this for weight loss supplements with my, you know, vitamin for weight loss or whatever. Other things that are at the bottom of that ingredient list yeah. that are not vitamins and minerals. So right. be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, how about stress vitamins help me cope better with a lot of emotional stress? So I didn't know what a stress vitamin was before today. <laughs> so I guess I'd heard of it, but it's not something I hear a lot anymore. Yeah. I still, I get some people that do talk about that a lot. So, you know, I always talk about, you know, when you're emotionally stressed, it doesn't mean you have more needs. No. You're, it doesn't change the needs that your body has necessarily. Right. So claims that promote dietary supplements to help de-stress your life mm-hmm. it, are just simply misleading. And, you know, the best advice uh, is just a healthy eating pattern. Right. And Now, to be fair, if you're going through extreme stress and, you know, for several months you're not eating a healthy diet. Right. Could be something to think about. But yeah. if you are... Generally, you know, even if it's a week or two weeks of kind of, oh, I haven't gotten my fruits and vegetables in the last couple of weeks. Right. That's okay. Yeah. It's not right. It's not going to sink the ship. Right. You know, obviously we're talking about an extended time or extended illness. Right. Or something like that where you're not able to eat fruits and vegetables or grains if your diet is, you know, limited to mashed potatoes or something right. like that. Yeah. Completely different story. Right. But... But again, if you're taking a vitamin, a multivitamin... And you are not getting 
the calories you need, right? It's not going to help you, right? So it, it's a it's a combination. So it, it's a healthy eating pattern that has right. to be present in right. order to make it worthwhile right. to spend the money. Absolutely. All right. Some other distressing advice, real quick though. If you know, don't go to the vitamins and minerals or the dietary supplements. Just stay active. Focus on rest and focus on relaxation. Right. And right. exercise is a great distressor as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of exercise, a nutrient supplement can help me build muscle or get more from my physical performance. I see I, this a lot with high school athletes. Yeah. So this is false. Right. All of these have been false. Right. <laughs> by the way. But yeah, we're going to do a deeper dive on this. But yeah, talk about your... High school athletes. I, I hear a lot about taking creatine mm-hmm. or taking other things that you can find at vitamin and mineral stores mm-hmm. <laughs> that specialize in this. Yeah. I hear a lot about taking, I mean, the one I hear, the um, nitrous oxide is a big thing that oh. I'll hear with, um, uh-huh. with uh, high school athletes. <laughs> Just like any dietary supplement, regulation is lax at best. If you are a high school athlete taking a dietary supplement, realize that what you are taking and spending money on, you know, spending the probably the hard-earned money you don't have as a teenage right. boy yeah. or a teenage girl, <laughs> you you might be spending on money on something that's either not safe or also could have things in it you don't want. When we talk about dietary supplements for athletic performance, this is an opportunity for things to be contaminated with stuff you don't want. Um, They've had professional athletes and Olympic athletes suspended from competition for taking dietary supplements that also, without them knowing, contain Mm. anabolic steroids. Right. Yeah. So there is no purity that you can guarantee with that type of dietary supplement. So we will get into protein shakes and, you know, every gym now seems to have a protein shake bar next to it, you Mm -hmm. know, um, should you be taking that kind of stuff in a future podcast. Yeah. And generally speaking, athletes aren't requiring more nutrients. They're the same amount of nutrients. It's probably mostly just a little more calories for the increased demand of what they're doing. Right. All right. A vitamin pill could protect my body from the harmful effects of smoking or alcohol. (sighs) That myth got busted a while back with the studies about beta carotene. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, dietary supplements basically won't protect you from the harmful effects of smoking or or um, alcohol abuse. Uh, smoking can increase your need for vitamin C, though. So I right. think that's where some of this comes from. And then, yeah, beta carotene supplements actually may increase your calcium risk. Your cancer risk, yeah. Or, yeah, sorry, yeah. your cancer risk right. among smokers. So... Drinking. I believe they had to stop those studies. If yes, I recall they did. Correctly. They did. They stopped those studies because they were starting to see cancer because of people taking the. Right. Um, yeah, they had increased risk of cancer happening, and then drinking excessive amounts of alcoholic beverages can in- interfere with the body's use of most nutrients. Right. So. Right. We see, that's you know, the when somebody's, you know, we see somebody who's dealing with alcoholism, sometimes they need extra thiamine or extra right. folic acid or they need a multivitamin yeah. for sometimes usually through that kind of detox period. But for your regular social drinker who's maybe having one drink or two drinks a right. day max, probably not affecting your vitamin exactly. and status. Yep. Yep. All right. Supplements. I hear this a lot. Supplements make up for foods grown in depleted soil. All right. 
I love the way you put this because <laughs> I hear this a lot mm-hmm. that our soil is different right. than it used to be. And we don't get the same vitamins and minerals right. because our soil is so abused or pesticides right. or whatever things well, you want to talk about. Guess what? If your soil is growing plants and growing and producing fruit, then it's nutritious. Yes. <laughs> There's like when this. A soil lacks minerals or lacks a nutrient, it's not going to grow. It's not going to be a healthy plant. Right. So. Right. I mean, this is something, too, when you talk about, you know, the difference between organic and conventionally grown produce, there are shockingly little differences nutritionally. Right. In fact, in some situations, the vitamin and mineral levels are higher in conventionally grown produce depending mm-hmm. on what you're talking about right very very minuscule differences right so organic is not more nutritious now it, again it's a process it's a you know how it's grown that's mm-hmm. one thing and that may be something you choose to do for whatever mm-hmm. reason but right. nutritionally right. calories protein vitamins minerals it's kind of all the same yeah yeah that they we've not been able to prove that one as much as some people would like us to right <laughs> All right. And then taking the right supplement can help with weight loss. So, yeah, the, <sighs> supplements are not going to help with weight loss. It's right. calories in and it's calories out. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a few other things that I look at with my clients. But, yeah, you're not going to – there's no supplement that I tell my clients to take to help right. with the weight loss. I'm sorry. And just like sports supplements, weight loss supplements are ripe. For contamination with right. things that you do not want. In fact, I think I saw a study on our two, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, and talking about, you know, supplements for weight loss and for sexual performance are the two main categories of dietary supplements where contamination with mm-hmm. other stuff you do not want right. occurs. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, very true. So, yeah, that's the biggest market too when you look at the billion dollar industries right right those are the ones that we really want to go for because we really want it to be true right we really wish there was an easy fix to weight loss right just isn't yep all right if i can buy it it's safe well we've talked about this a little bit already yeah um you, you would be shocked at the oversight issues with dietary supplements right um, pharmace- and, and as much as a bad rap that pharmaceuticals get, mm-hmm. because things get pulled from the market, they find out they are harmful in some right. ways, and they get pulled from the market, and it feels like we're hearing about that. Right. Dietary supplement, what a pharmaceutical drug goes through to get yeah. approved. At least you know what's in there. Right. You know what's in there. <laughs> what it goes through to get approved versus what dietary supplements go through to get mm-hmm. approved. Yeah. In some situations, there are not even recipes for different dietary supplements. <laughs> It's literally a free-for-all. So, you know, the inspections of of plants are not a thing. Of manufacturing Mm -hmm. facilities are not a thing. Right. A lot of things are proprietary blends Mm -hmm. of different items that you have no idea what's in them. Yeah. And some of them are not even made in this country. Right. So you're getting a proprietary blend from China. You're not sure what's in that. Right. Yeah. Although some places are more regulated right. than we are. Right. Too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unlike medications, like you mentioned, supplements don't undergo that same scrutiny. And so they might not be as safe as you hope they are. Right. And it's really 
uh, it's hard to differentiate the marketing claims mm -hmm. because the marketing claims are what they're trying to talk about are related to effectiveness, not safety. Right. 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 And, you know, they're not permitted to make statements about effectiveness in terms of disease um, prevention or cures. And that's mm -hmm. why you see that blanket statement on dietary supplements yeah. that the FDA has not approved this statement and this does not claim to cure. But if you go to the websites for these supplements, yeah. they sure do a lot, do a lot of preventing and curing, you know, those types of statements. Yeah. So yes, there's no, no regulation of that kind of thing. No, no. Okay, so finally, so those were our 10. That was 10. Right. Myths. So we wanted to talk a little bit because we did get a lot of questions on this. So who should be consuming a dietary supplement? Right. Because there are some, right. there are some times when somebody will walk into my office and, uh, you know, if they're vegetarian, there's a lot of questions that mm -hmm. go on and we need to figure out, you know, do we need to supplement for calcium, iron, right. zinc, vitamin B12, and vitamin D. Right. Uh if somebody's limited in their milk intake. I right. see that a lot. So we talk about calcium supplements and that type of thing. Um, how I also, about you? So that's an interesting point. This is something <laughs> that I've been, been thinking about just because we see uh, lots of patients with kidney stones. Mm -hmm. And calcium from food does not affect kidney stone formation. And in fact, that it can actually prevent kidney stones were forming, but calcium from supplements, in particular high doses of calcium, can actually cause people to form kidney stones. Okay. So yeah. calcium is kind of a weird thing or a situation where food is not harmful. Yep. But supplements are. Gee. Right. <laughs> That's, yeah. Right. So if yeah. you're somebody who's prone to forming calcium oxalate stones, you should not be taking, taking a calcium. Supplement. Right. Yeah. You should be getting calcium from, from your, your food. diet. Right. Yes. Yeah. Calcium is not the the bad word here. Right. It's the, the form of it that mm -hmm. can be a problem. Interesting. I see this a lot with patients because I do a fair amount of GI disorders. Uh -huh. There are situations, particularly with newly diagnosed patients with celiac disease or Crohn's disease mm -hmm. or other GI issues where malabsorption has caused documented deficiencies. Mm -hmm. And it is not unusual for me to recommend a newly diagnosed patient with celiac disease take a multivitamin, a gluten-free labeled multivitamin, and perhaps then we need to get levels tested. I am reticent to prescribe or recommend vitamin supplements without uh -huh. a documented deficiency. Yeah. If their vitamin D level comes back fine, great. There's no right. reason for you to be taking vitamin D at right. that point. But if we find out their you know, folate levels come back poor, Okay, maybe that's a reason that we yeah. want. And ideally, I want to get to them to a point where they can get that gluten-free diet sort of honed around getting all their, their nutrition from their gluten-free diet. Yeah. But I also know that documented deficiencies for the short term may require supplementation. Sure, sure. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm a listener. I'm thinking as a listener right mm -hmm. now, and I think we might be also confusing people because we were talking about how unregulated they are. Yes. So we do want to... What do you recommend to your clients when you do have to recommend a supplement? What are you telling them to do? So vitamin and mineral supplements are less likely to be contaminated with the kind of bad stuff, the anabolic uh -huh. steroids and those types of things. Sure. But you want to look for a well-known brand... Mm -hmm. Not something that you've picked off Amazon that is, seems like an off-brand. Uh -huh. Pick a well-known brand. Ideally, you want to look for a quality seal, USP. is, And then the one thing about the USP is the USP does not talk about effectiveness. 
It just talks about what is on this label is in this bottle. End of story. It exactly. doesn't mean it's going to do anything for you. Right. <laughs> but that's not what they're talking about. Right. But, but when they you see that label, that is a quality seal of what we we have tested it and what's in this bottle. What you're seeing is what is on the label. It's on the label that tells you what's in that product right. is actually in those pills that you're right. consuming. And that's it. Absolutely. Same thing here. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I 100% have to tell everybody, okay, if you have to take a supplement, this is what you want. Is right. something that's been quality assurance verified. Right. And USP is one of the be- my favorite because it's very easy to spot on a label. Right. So, and we did talk a little bit about this earlier. It's certain life stages. So somebody mm-hmm. who is thinking about becoming pregnant or getting pregnant yep. now yep. should be taking additional folic acid yep. to prevent neural tube defects. Mm-hmm. These are things like spina bifida. These occur before women even know no, often, right, before right. The, that neural tube forms really early. Yeah. And sometimes a woman is not even aware that she is pregnant mm-hmm. before that would have already formed. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's considering becoming pregnant, and I think the reason prenatal vitamins are prescribed is not only the folic acid, but the iron. Mm-hmm. Because iron needs seem to be, have, women have a little bit more trouble meeting them, especially if they are not big on eating red meat they would benefit from extra iron during pregnancy. So that's one of the reasons. But iron supplements, unlike iron in food, can cause constipation. Yes. Which is a big problem for many people, not only pregnant women, but right. older Anybody adults. Anybody who has to take an iron supplement. If you've ever had yeah. to take an iron supplement, you know exactly what I'm talking yep. about. Yes, yep. you do. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, and let's see. Menopausal women. Mm. Uh, so I had a question about... Is there anything that vitamins and minerals can do or supplements can do for menopausal weight gain? Oh. Um, no. No. <laughs> Believe me, I wish. I wish. I wish. Yeah, no, our main concern with menopausal women is going to be the calcium. Right. And making sure a, you have a calcium supplement with vitamin D might be beneficial if you're not able to get a calcium-rich diet because... There is a slow loss of calcium from bones. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about that's about it. And again, if you are somebody who's prone to forming kidney stones, you right. may not want to be taking a calcium supplement. So. I'm in this boat right now, I right. will tell you. And so I have upped my calcium. I am eating yogurt almost every day. And I did not really like yogurt up until right. now. Yeah. But I found a way to like it. Right. I add a little bit of peanut butter. I get the plain yogurt. Right. I don't like the Greek, but I do the plain yogurt. And and actually, the plain yogurt has more calcium, I believe, hmm. and than Greek yogurts. Yeah. So cal- So Greek yogurts are tricky because they often don't have vitamin D in them. Right. And vitamin um, D they, as well. Because of the way these, these are strained three mm-hmm. times, supposed to only be strained two times for regular yeah. yogurt. So, yeah, they're actually kind of tricky. Some yogurt companies will add back in the vitamin D. They'll fortify yeah. it with vitamin D. Right. That's what you see, for example, with soy milk or soy beverage, mm-hmm. I guess is what we should call mm-hmm. it, or almond um, beverages. Yeah. Um, they're not milks. <laughs> but that they are, they'll be added back in. Yep. So yeah. they're trying to become nutritionally equivalent to cow's milk and the fact that they're adding back in, which should tell you something about how great yeah. dairy milk is. Yeah. That we have to add back in the calcium and vitamin D to the soy-based milk milk, 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 milk beverage milk. or the right. almond the, beverage to make it equivalent to cow's right. milk. So definitely if you're not drinking cow's milk, make sure that it whatever you're doing for ca- the calcium and vitamin D has that added into right. it. 
And remember, that many of our foods are fortified with vitamins. Mm-hmm. You know, if you eat bread or cereal or you're picking, you know, total cereal or whatever brand you like, mm-hmm. many things are fortified. Yes. So you can get iron in your breakfast cereal. Mm-hmm. You can get calcium in your orange, orange juice. juice. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, this is something that if milk is not your jam, that's fine. Right. Exactly. You can get calcium other ways. If you yeah. are a vegetarian or a vegan, you can get you can get calcium from tofu. You can right. get, you know, I mean, there's lots of lots of opportunities. Right. Yeah. Um, vegans maybe are a little bit of a special case yeah. because there are when you're consuming no animal products at all. Yeah. We talk about different, you know, maybe some definite deficiencies mm-hmm. in certain vitamins. B12 was the one that comes to mind most yeah. quickly for me. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. There's no reason if you're a lacto over vegetarian, you may again not really even need a vitamin and mineral right. supplement because yeah. you can generally get that without eating meat. Correct, correct. Yeah. All right. Finally, we did get questions about older adults. Uh, mm-hmm. They are often con- also advised to consume a supplement with calcium and vitamin D. I can see so. this in in some populations where food intake is not what it used to be. You know, if you have somebody who is generally, and this, but then this becomes an issue even just for like nutritional status. Right. If you have a, you know, a 90 year old woman who is not eating like she did when she was 60. Right. You know, she might be missing different nutrients, but she also is probably not consuming enough calories, which is a whole nother issue. Right. Um, You know, at least a malnutrition and those types of things. But in terms of, you know, older adults, sometimes Mm -hmm. we talk about calcium, Mm -hmm. we may talk about a multivitamin yeah. in that situation where the food intake is not su- mm-hmm. such that they cannot do it. I do this with fiber supplements. I'll talk about fiber supplements uh-huh. for this age group yeah. because food intake is just right. not what it used to be. Right. You know? It's going to be hard to get the nutrients that you need. Yeah. Right. right. I agree. And I, I actually see that a lot with my clients, anyone who's on a restrictive diet, anything less than 1600 calories a day. Right. Are not. It's going to be very difficult to meet your nutrient needs with foods alone. Right. So right. Uh, that's when you might need to consider a multivitamin. And I do talk to my clients about that at that there, point. There is such a thing as not enough calories. Right. Yeah. Uh, I know that's hard for people to believe. Yeah. I've had so many patients come to me and say, I know I, know I should be on 1,200 calories. Exactly. I, I know I should be. Right. I should be. I should be on 1,200 calories. Right. I've had male clients say, I should I be should on 1,200 yeah. calories. No, no. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. 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 No, you shouldn't. That is not going to benefit you in the long Mm-mm. term. Nope. You know, it's a short-term situation. It's not a long-term lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we appreciate your listening today. And if what we talked about today spurs more questions, we'd love to hear from you on social media. You can, you can, first of all, you can just email us at at dish at secretliferd.com. You can reach us on Instagram and I might even repost our question. Yeah. Um, Now that you've listened to this particular podcast, what other questions come to mind? Yes. And we promise if you talked about collagen, biotin, vitamin D, (laughs) magnesium, they all come, like they're just kind of. Nootropics. Yes. We heard. We, We will, we have heard you yes and we will we will get there right we will get there we will have more deeper dives on specific we, nutrients we just wanted you to understand the basics first right kind of we had to build this foundation right even more than what we've talked about in the past right. so, so all right we appreciate you and we will see you next time in person <laughs> get vaccinated yay, yay. <laughs>